Discuss the trending stories, strangest dilemmas, and real life topics. Okay, now, lovelies, let's get into some things. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. It feels like it's Wednesday. This was a long Tuesday, right? Anyway, happy Tuesday. It is October 4th at 10 55 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome to another BYOK Live. My name is Nita. And I will be your host. Um, be sure if you are on YouTube to hit that subscribe button. Twitch, hit that follow button. Contact me on... Hey, what are you doing? My iPad is distracting me. Uh, <laughs> follow me on um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, even Facebook at BeYourOwnKind24. Or you can always join the mailing list at www.BeYourOwnKind.com. Also, if you're listening to the audio version, wherever you're listening at, hit the follow or the ad or leave me a a comment or chat with me. Let me know if there's any topics that you want to talk about. I did receive an actual request of a topic, but I want to get into it. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. So I'm excited about that, that someone gave me me something to talk about and to look up. So that's going to be exciting. And before we get into two cents, I just want to... Hit the share button, which I can't see right now. Uh, there we go. You know, sometimes I get amnesia for the simplest stuff. So, <laughs> October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, what does that mean? That means to reach out to the survivors and those that are still undergoing treatment to have breast cancer and give them a little support. and. The BYOK stores actually have some breast cancer encouragement items that you can buy. All proceeds um, for for these sales, 10% of that will go to the American Cancer Society. Either way, I'm going to donate because, um, yeah, breast cancer is dear and near to my heart. Um, I've lost a lot of people due to breast cancer, so it's very close and intimate to me. So now, yeah, it is time. Let's get into some things. Okay, okay, okay. So where will we start? I think we're going to start with Uncle Will. Uncle Will has a movie coming out. Um, They're saying that this movie, Emancipation, will return him to the Oscar race. So in this article, um, courtesy of Yahoo News, um, they're saying that even though he cannot attend the Oscars for obvious reasons, you know, slapping people, um, he can still be in the running to win an award. So Apple TV has announced that Emancipation, a new movie starring Smith as a runaway slave, will premiere this December, meaning it will be eligible for the 2023 Academy Awards. So um, they're saying um, the New York Times previously reported that Apple was debating when to release Emancipation after Smith slapped Chris Rock at the 2020 Oscars, raising questions over whether the film could still be an award contender. Um, The Academy, like I just said, they they banned him from 10 years. He cannot go to this award, um, but he can still be nominated. So it's still kind of win for him. 
Um, <laughs> so their Apple held the first screening of emancipation with the NWACP over the weekend, after which the NWACP President Derek Johnson tweeted that he can't begin to tell how powerful this is for our community and our history, calling the movie a story a story of adversity, of resilience, of love, and of triumph. So they're just saying in the other paragraph when it's released. So are you excited about the new Will Smith movie? You know, I am. I don't have Apple TV, so I don't know how I can watch it. If you don't, like, do you have to have Apple? I'm assuming you have to have Apple TV to have that. I'm an Android person. Only Apple thing I have is my iPad, so I'm wondering if I can watch it through there. Let me know how that works, because I just honestly don't know. Um, meanwhile, the people are kind of sick of it. Like, they're kind of sick of not Will Smith, but they're sick of slave movies. So, um, courtesy of It's On Site. Um, we have Twitter that's saying, my ears itching, sorry. We have Twitter that's saying, so tired of him doing his face. <laughs> um, and he's never done it in charcoal black. It hits different. Everybody always got jokes. Um, why should somebody say they doing this to humble him post-slap, um, laughing, laughing out loud? Y'all sick in the head. Then they said, please don't fight me, y'all. I thought they were trying to make him Abraham Lincoln because I saw emancipation and a beard. Um, that's a fair assessment. That's a fair assessment. That's what a lot of people are saying. Like they're just sick of slavery movies. Um, and hey girl, that's my sis Stormy, y'all. Um, and then, then this other person that says constantly making films about slaves as if black people have only accomplished sports and escaping slavery. Exactly. That's, that's the sentiments. That's how everybody feel like we have rich history. We do. We are a part of a lot of things in history that we don't even get. <laughs> you know, credit for. So why is it always the same narrative um, in all of the movies? So, um, hey, baby mama. Yes, we call each other baby mama. And then Lord release my people from the chains of slave movies. Uh, black people saying their history should never be forgotten, complaining about how it's being documented in movies. It's not that, but we're more, our history is more than slavery. Let's have some movies about the Moors, like how we came from royalty and how Europe pretty much took everything the Moors did and just adapted it and gave us no credit for it. Like, let's go all the way back in history. We come from royalty. You know what I'm saying? How come our rich part of our history is never displayed. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that's why people love Woman King so much. Right. And But then then they tried to desecrate that because they were like, well, they were part of the slave trade too. But yes, but this movie didn't highlight that. It was, it was highlighting empowerment and, you know, the good part of the story. So I agree with that because it, it wasn't glory. It wasn't a slave movie. It was an empowerment movie. And I still haven't seen that movie. Um, y'all became Will Smith haters so fast, man. People make mistakes. He made one mistake on top of that. Name me something more that we know of. <laughs> Name me something more negative than black people, than black people about black people. I don't know about that. Remnants of the Holocaust will never go away. Stories of war will never not be told. 9-11. Hell, the fact that Thanksgiving is a holiday derivative from massacre, but will never go away. So much of our history has been hidden or stolen from us, and y'all don't want to see the movie. I think people are missing the point. It's not that we want to erase that part of history, but let's, let's display other parts of, of history. I'm learning about little towns that were destroyed, that were actually rich in culture, like black neighborhoods, uh, a town with a black mayor and um, 
I said it when I did like a, a show with my um for cousin Chad, which I'm actually gonna show a clip of that, but not what I'm about to say, where I said that maybe the other parts are never displayed in Hollywood because then you have to explain the destruction of it and how it was destroyed, how you can drown a whole town and things of that sort, how you can burn a whole town and destroy and kill innocent people. So I think that those parts are always left out because then you have to like explain the latter of it. So that could be, <laughs> that could be a reason too, why it's not displayed so much in, in Hollywood. I don't know, just a thought, but, um, I do want to play a clip me and my, uh, my cousin, we do cousin chat. We haven't did it in a while. Um, we actually did a two-hour video. It was really long. Um, <laughs> it's on YouTube if you want to check it out. It's Cousin Chat hyphen Media Capitalization of Black Trauma. We actually talked about that. I believe this was in Black History Month. Yeah, February 23rd, 22, if you want to check that out. Let me look in my notes so I can um, go to the right timestamp because we're not going to go through two, two whole hours of it. So I took the liberty of going through it so you wouldn't have to go through those many hours. Let me get there. All right, so let's start here. That are giving credit to, to the people who learned it from us. My cousin is funny. This ain't even white skin, but when I, when I do this, you know what skin I'm talking about. <laughs> so, um, so a lot of people that I've been reading, uh, which is part of our topic like they're really upset because they're like every time i'm trying to watch a movie especially in black history month um it's just traumatic events like it's, it's nothing ever like happy you know about our history and it's like they're capitalizing off of black trauma because that's the thing everybody wants to see i guess except for us you know like everybody wants to see you know and and um, a lot of people are like wondering, like, you know, can we get some feel good movies? Can we get some movies about, you know, good things that happen and this and that? And so, of course, I found an article and um, I'm going to read it. So, <laughs> I just want to get to what um, my cousin said. Disordered psychic or behavioral state resulting. I have it work. And the reason why I'm, I have it work. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we are seeing people getting killed on TV. So what wow. she's saying, what um what she's saying is this generation is actually experiencing it worse because we get to see everything. Back in the civil rights movement, you you saw things on TV, but it was it wasn't everything. Now you can legit thanks to social media, you can see absolutely everything real time, what's happening. And so it's so traumatizing to watch that in real life. So those movies are hitting different now. Like we don't want to see that in movies anymore because we're seeing that happen in real life. We're seeing innocent people die in real life, like all the time. So this this I'm just giving you a preface of what she's talking about. On the internet. Like back in the day, it might it, it been a couple of people that saw you know real life death right in front of them. But if you wasn't actually there to see it, you read about it, right? You did not see it, so you saw the horror through reading it. So you you only imagine it, right? Right. But now we seen that shit on the internet firsthand, right? That's what to me. That is worse. And okay, and I, I really feel like from 1950 to now, I don't think as a people we have grown that much. I'm gonna be honest. Really? I that's just my opinion. Like you, you gotta think about it, right? 
okay, wow, we can go to, okay, yes, we can go to places that white folks can. I mean, that's a big step, but also, too, is it really? I mean, half the stuff, especially schools, they have the white folks the one that made their own school anyway. So how do y'all feel about what she's saying? Made their own school. So now majority of black schools within the inner city don't have funding. Like, they lack book education, the tools they need to survive. Unless you are part of, like, maybe the middle class or rich black folks. But if you're not, the money ain't there. Also, too, we still behind in a lot of stuff. So she just kind of felt like we weren't progressing in later on in the show. If you want to watch it, um, I'll remember to link it in the description. Just basically, she is saying that she doesn't think that we have came far as a people, which is why the movies are still at a standstill. And later on in the video, like right after that, I'm letting her know that I do think that progression, that I do think progression is happening. It may seem gradual, but I do believe there is change. I do not believe that. 2022 is identical to 2015 and she i mean to uh to 1950 and so she kind of agreed with that at the end this was a really good show like i said i would end up keep pressing play but i just wanted to show you a little snippet of that because we have talked about that in the past on this platform now speaking of black history i do want to um get into this because i thought that this was a good 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 topic um on moore's black threads on instagram it says black people do have a connection to stocks and bonds that many are not aware of this is how the term stocks and bonds actually come from black livestock and bondage with that said the stock market was built on the back of the black slave trade black slaves were the first stock to be traded fya fya fyi dr kaba kingley breaks it all down check out the stocks and bonds tea um so i think he's saying it plantation in america during the 13 colonies was in brooklyn let's start that over because i think we missed the beginning of that the largest plantation in america during the 13 colonies was in brooklyn yeah and also you know battery park yes okay that's where the docks used to be where they would take bring the africans and they would march them across to the other side of New York, which is which would be Wall Street, where they would be uh, sold uh, in Wall Street. That and you know when you're dealing with stocks and bonds, you know the, you know the thing is that Africans were considered to be chattel because they also sold cattle. They sold a lot of things, but they sold black folk. And so basically, stocks and bonds comes from livestock in bondage. See, it's right in front of us, but it's just that unless you zero in on the so the largest the conversation, you you miss certain important points to understand. It's veil. It's yeah. really veil. And also, because they brought so many Africans over, many times they could not house everybody in Wall Street, because you know there's prisons under the stock exchange building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the movie by Bruce Willis shows it. Um, Die Hard. There's, there's a scene in one of those movies where he's underneath the stock exchange, where you see the real prisons. That's where they used to keep the Africans before they brought them up to sell them. But there were some Africans that they brought so many over at one time that they literally just had to drop them off into little 
uh, prisons along the street from Battery Park going over to Wall Street. So today, guess what that street's called? Chamber Street. Wow. So that's where they used to put out. That was a, those were little prisons at one time where they held Africans. And then when it was time to sell them, the conversation, you. So that, that is um, the conversation. Really so um, informal, he says on in, informational or important on December is late <laughs> on December 1711, a law passed by the New York city common council made wall street, the city's first official slave market for the sale and rental of enslaved black people. The term stocks and bonds actually come from stock and bondage, what he just said. The market operated between 1711 and 1762, and New York City remained a key hub for the flesh trade through the 1850s, but its legacy has been buried so that most people don't even know it existed. Today, the only reminder of Wall Street's history in the slave trade is a small plaque, which I'm wondering if that is. Um, and people take photographs. That's the plaque right there. So what they're showing us is around the around the area, and they're saying slaves helped build the wall from which Wall Street is named. So, like I said, we're a part of everything in history. It's just kind of just I don't know whitewashed and just pushed under the rug like none of this happened. So that's what I'm saying. Leaving bits and pieces out of things kind of, you know, gives them freedom to not talk about the the ugly things, you know, the unfavorable things. On that low note, let's go to a little commercial. Hey y'all, it's your girl, Miss Michi, checking in with my girl, Renita, from Be Your Own Kind. You know that's my sis. Make sure that you tune in every Thursday to The Blueprint Live at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, live on Facebook and YouTube, and then you can catch me on Florent Radio, Philly Jams 95.3, Indie 101.5 and Mixed Talk Media. And I'm available anywhere that you listen to podcasts, okay? And your radio shows. So get on it, okay? Let's do this. I love to connect with you and promote what you got going on. Let's get it. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Blueprint Live, visit the bpmediacode.com today. Okay, okay, okay. Thursday is the day where you would catch her on Facebook and YouTube. Who? Miss Michi, make sure you follow her on IG. If you want to contact for any of her services, email her at contact at missmichi.com. And underneath that, um, that is just saying, if you want to tip your girl a matcha tea, if you like what you see, um, or you like my work and want to support the platform, you can go to ko-fi.com backslash be your own kind 24. Also, speaking of Miss Michi, she will be vending lavish looks by Miss Michi on friday october 14th 10 days from now from 7 to 10 p.m um in house of illinois 11 15 21 south pulaski road fun is full fun karaoke and games if you want to know more about that once again contact her at contact at missmichi.com all righty all righty so let's get into our next subject Okay, so Columbus Shorts. I remember him from, not Drumline, it was the dancing one. Now, do I remember him? Stump the Yard. I remember him from Stump the Yard, but most of America probably remember him from Scandal. I remember him from both. So, Columbus Short has um, graced the internet, giving us an update of a domestic violence case 
that was dropped. Um, he said that the prosecutors jumped to the worst conclusion, as does the media. Um, according to new reports, Columbus short domestic violence case has been dropped. The L.A. City um, Attorney's Office recently shared that prosecutors reviewed the case and decided not to pursue charges. Detail as to why prosecutors came to that decision have been released publicly at the moment. However, according to Columbus short, he did nothing wrong. They dismissed the case from what I was told because the prosecutor felt there was no wrongdoing. I knew when I was charged it was stupid, but based on past allegations, they jumped to the worst um conclusion so the original story um which i'm gonna go to right quick so the original story if you're wondering like what was what was actually um going on wait 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 it took me out of my order okay so back in february 2022 um courtesy of thegrio.com um he talks about being arrested and this is what he has to say no i'm out here you know, there's some stuff out here in the, in the media, again, arrested for felony domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this wasn't his first time. Uh, Go ahead. Did it pause? I asked my wife to. What you ask her to do? Due to my... Oh, the internet playing with me. Let's start over. This is his beautiful family. Where's the video? Okay. What's up? No, I'm out here. You know, there's some stuff out here in the, in the media. Again, arrested for selling domestic violence in the military. It don't want to tell us. It don't want to tell us. So basically in the caption, it says marriages are challenging, but getting through it is a blessing. I am not an abusive man, nor am I on drugs, but drinking alcohol makes my mouth get a little out of pocket. That's the truth. My wife and I are working on our marriage. Um, the real work would call me Mrs. Short. So uh, now it wants to now it wants to play. My wife to leave the home due to my frustration. And uh, I grabbed her phone, which I shouldn't do, um, and I scratched her hand. And, you know, post-OJ, you know, the police came here, the detectives were here, the whole, it was a whole like, just ridiculous thing. And they were having to make a decision. They didn't want to take me. They didn't want to take her. Uh, but they had to make a decision and based on that scratch. Um, I went to jail, so I'm sorry for anybody that wrote down. I'm crying, I'm working hard, but my apologies. Okay, so that's what he said in February. So now we go to present day on what he said when he was exonerated from these charges. Here we go. I just got word that TMZ about to drop. The story tomorrow, talking about like charges dropped on, yeah, for domestic violence. And second, charities. What? The devil is a liar. So this is what he was saying in February so twenty second early, because I'm preemptively strike. Because I ain't playing any games this time. I laid down the last time. I ain't laying down no more. So the last time it cost him his role on Scandal. 
party. If you want some smoke, bring it on. Stop playing with me. What up, y'all? Okay, so the charges was dropped. Um, it came to conclusion that um that it wasn't a severe case or it wasn't um considered domestic violence. So you know, my heart goes out to Columbus Shore. He was he's really, really talented. And I would just love to see him back in the movies. Like I really, really would. And I hope that him and his wife has worked have worked it out from there. Cause sometimes, you know, substance abuse does, you know, incite anger and incite emotion and incite stuff that would happen in a case of if you're sober. So um i just hope that they work that out and i hope that you know she's not being abused and and abuse is not just physical it could be verbal it could be financial it could be emotional there are all types of abuses out here and if you are experiencing any domestic violence this is the national domestic violence hotline call 1-800-799-SAFE which is 1-800-799-7233 or you can chat with some live chat with someone live at www.hotline.org. Just want to put that out there. Just want to put that out there. Now, speaking of putting it out there, we talked um, very shortly and briefly about Kanye West and his White Lives Matter movement. So, uh, me and the rest of the world did not understand it, and so um, Gigi Hadid, who I don't know who that is. Um, slams Kanye West for coming after Vogue editor Gabriella Carefa Johnson. You wish you had a percentage of her intellect. You're a bully and a joke. So what's going on? So Kanye West has managed to ruffle Gigi Hadid's chic feathers. I believe she is she a model. And now the supermodel, there we go, is speaking out to let you know how she really feels about him and his latest move. As it was previously reported, Ye, who has been making headlines over his White Labs Matter t-shirt, Foolery, recently called out Vogue editor Gabriella Johnson, after, I mean, Karifa Johnson, after she shared her honest opinion on the controversial Paris Fashion Week outfit. So let's get into it. So um, the this is what we read, what the model already said. So this is um, Gabrielle's... Um, uh, Gabrielle's Instagram and Kanye says broke the processor when the computer can't read the code. This is a droid. So here he goes again. Kanye, this is not a fashion person. You speak on yay, I'm gonna speak on you. Ask Trevor Noah. Kanye West, I know Anna hates these boots. So not only are you desecrating Black Lives Matter, you are now attacking a black woman. Great job, yay. Stop it. So this is what she had to say, and of course they did not make this bigger. I cannot see this. Let me put my glasses on because this is really little and I didn't clean my glasses. So is there a way to make this bigger? Let me see if I can make this bigger because I cannot see this said thing. Okay, here we go. So she says, this is what Gabriella said. She said, what I feel is that he is not fully aware of the difference between appropriating Black Lives Matter and subverting the Make America Great Again hat. Although I disagree with this thesis there, I understand his idea that the hat was already made and its value was intrinsic to a context signature of the artist. When worn by Trump, it's racist. When worn, when worn by Kanye, it's about liberation. He neglected to realize the importance of object when he tried to extend that kind of subversion to the Black Lives Matter slogan. One is the object, one is ethos. I agree. I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to illustrate a dyspotonium, told me, oh goodness, I can't say a dyspotopian 
world in the future when whiteness might become extinct or at least would be in enough danger to demand defense. I guess I get what he tried to do. Um, I thought it was Duchamp. I can't say this. It wasn't. It didn't land and it was deeply offensive and violent and dangerous. Oh, it is bigger. So, you know, this is what this is what she said. Then she says, I'm still processing and there's some further investigation interrogation that took place. But this was my gut reaction. It's become clear that some viewers think my previous post containing my work and evolving thoughts of Kanye's show was some sort of distorted justification for the incredibly irresponsible and dangerous act of sending White Lives Matter T-shirts down a runway. Please understand, it wasn't. The t-shirts this man conceived, produced, and shared with the world are pure violence. There is no excuse. There is no art here. I'm sorry. I failed to make that clear. I thought I did. I do think if you ask Kanye, he'd say there was art and revolution and all of the things in that t-shirt. There isn't. As we all work through the trauma of this moment, especially those of us who suffered in that room, let's have some grace for one another. So when she said that, let me make this little again, when she said that, that's when he decided to attack her. I believe that she has some points in that. And I believe that just like he can express himself, she should be able to express herself. So in this case, it is bullying. Yeah, you just make it so hard for me. You make it so hard for me. You just, you just make it so hard for me. All right. So <laughs> let's get into a quick commercial before we get into the next. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. People often think anxiety looks one way, but it has many faces and many emotions that sometimes can be overwhelming and daunting. I know about this feeling all too well because at a point I felt powerless to my emotions, almost to the point of drowning in them. So I decided to seek out a therapist to later learn that I have generalized anxiety disorder. If you have been experiencing the same feeling, please know that BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You have the option of talking with a therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in under 48 hours. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you will schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you get to exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Thanks to therapy, I learned the tools that I needed to conquer my anxiety and over-obsessive thinking. I did it afraid, and I took that leap to talk with someone, to later learn that it was going to be okay, and that I was going to be okay. Please know that you can request a new therapist at no additional charge, anytime. Join the three million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And better yet, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash B-Y-O-K. That's betterhelp.com slash B-Y-O-K because you deserve it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So far, if you use um, this link, betterhelp.com backslash B-Y-O-K, you will get 10% off your first month with them. Yes. So, um, I always say therapy is important. It changed my life. I'll just say that. And um, it gave me direction, helped me understand that 
it is nothing. It's nothing. I'm just. It's nothing wrong with me, and that I can. I can channel and have the tools to get through my anxiety. As you saw in the video, I said um, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, which has now um, decreased until um, decreased more and more because I'm learning how to place my anxiety in the right place. So, um, yeah. So the next um, topic here is Taylor Swift and Drake are coming together because they want to release a diss song for Kim and Kanye. So basically, they both have issues with Kim and Kanye. We know that Drake um, is upset at Kanye because he, you know, spilled the beans that Drake had a son. And then we have Taylor here where we know the obvious what Kanye did to Taylor. So uh, courtesy of the Jasmine brand, it looks like Taylor Swift may be releasing a secret diss track aimed at Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. According to reports, Taylor Swift and Drake allegedly recorded a diss track together back in 2017 that seems to be taking shots at both Kanye and Kim. Now Taylor reportedly intends to release the song, Why?, with the Bad Blood singer currently in the process of recording her multi-platinum award-winning 2017 album, Reputation. Sources say that the new version of the LP will include the never-before-heard collab with Drake. So we're going back in the crates and digging up diss songs. People got time, y'all. Apparently, a source close to Taylor Swift says that even though the, the singer-songwriter omitted the secret diss track, um, featuring the Canadian rapper from the original version of Reputation. She is ready for the world to finally hear it, the source claimed. Taylor has pivoted her focus to recording Reputation, and she has come across this song she made with Drake, which never saw the light of day. She knows that everyone is going to think it is about Kim Ye because it, it was her ro role with them, which inspired a lot of Reputation. But this one is far more direct than the other songs, which was why they didn't decide to release it in the first place. They continue it's no secret that both Taylor and Drake have had tumultuous relationships with Ye, so they didn't hold back when it came to recording. Obviously, she is totally over the whole thing now, but this is one which fans will want to hear. If you're over it, why release it? Um, it's no secret Kanye West and Taylor Swift have had their issues over the years. The origin of their beef stems from the infamous 2019 MTV Video Music Awards when the Chicago rapper stormed the stage and interrupted Taylor Swift's acceptance speech for the best female video that is when she won over single ladies um beyonce single ladies so even though taylor has constantly said that she get over she gets over she always every year brings it up on twitter or something like that so i'm i'm saying take your time to get over things but don't say you're over things when you're not over things because if you're over it why release it this is not going to do anything but incite a riot with kanye and he's going to get on instagram and it's going to be horrible so I was under the assumption that Drake and Ye were amicable. I'm not saying that they're really close friends, but they're amicable. So I don't know if this would help that relationship either. But hey, if this is what she feels she needs to do, who are we to stop her? Now, I'm really excited. We've been talking about the comeback of Miss Rihanna, but I was really excited to see that Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay Lohan is back. Now, let me tell you, Mean Girls was my movie. Mean Girls was my movie. Watched it every day. And sometimes I still will watch it and I still laugh as if it's my first time seeing it. And she was in The Parent Trap, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Like when I was younger, Lindsay Lohan was my gal. 
I really missed her in the movies and I am really excited to check out, you know, her um, movie that's coming out. Oh, yesterday. So I need to check that out. <laughs> so what's trending is hashtag Mean Girls Day trends alongside Lindsay Lohan. This is courtesy of what's trending. Trends along Lindsay Lohan for multiple reasons. One, People always use October 3rd as a day to remember and quote the iconic film Mean Girls, which Lindsay starred in 18, 18 years ago, my age, oh my God. And two, Lindsay's acting comeback was made officially today now that the poster for her Netflix rom-com Falling for Christmas has been released. Let's just say people are very high, very much looking forward to seeing Lindsay Lohan make her return to acting all on November 10th. Okay. So November 10th, it will be released and I am for it and I'm watching it. And I think I'm just going to watch Mean Girls for the heck of it because why not? Um, she has overcame a lot of things within her family as well. Um, kind of similar to Britney minus the conservatorship. So um, kudos to Lindsay. I hope that this is just the beginning of more um, and what's to come for her. Yes, yes. I am pro Lindsay Lohan. I am. That's like, that's like childhood, childhood. Speaking of, she wasn't in my childhood, but speaking of someone people loved since her childhood, Chloe Bailey, courtesy of the Jasmine brand. I like to highlight good things too, you know? So Chloe Bailey reveals she doesn't have the close relationship with her parents. Okay, this is not happy anymore. Fans speculate disconnect due to singer's sexualized images as a solo artist, but people don't know. Speculate mean they really don't know. So fame is getting real for Chloe and her family as well. Over the weekend, Chloe Bailey took to Twitter spaces to address a few things that she'd been wanting to get off her chest and in doing so, so she briefly opened up about the distant bond she now has with her parents, Doug and Courtney Bailey. I can see how they're like, hey, this is not you know, how we want you to portray yourself, you know, in the media. But let's be honest, she wasn't getting the attention she deserved until she did that, right? When she hit that 1 million on Instagram. And she's talented. She could sing. She could dance. Um, I feel like she's still a young lady, but I feel like she she broke out of her box, which, which her sister says she always has kind of been open, you know, about her body. But when I saw a video about her where she said she used to struggle with her body image and didn't like the way she looked, and now she's comfortable in her skin, when she wears and does the things she does, that is her confidence for overcoming the insecurity that she has. So let's let her live her best life, right? So the conversation seemingly arose after speaking about her current closeness with godmother, Shermay, who she's previously credited as the light in her life. Back in February, Chloe posted a sentimental message to the lovely lady in honor of her birthday. When discussing the major role that Shermay plays in her life, the surprise songstress said, I just want to say that, I cannot do this thing called life without you. Okay. You believe in me when I didn't believe in myself. You, you life me up no matter how strong or weak I may feel. Thank you for being the light in my life. And I'm grateful and honored to know you and love you. During her Twitter space, Bailey further elaborated on how her godmother has been aiding her and working through her anxiety. See, I didn't even know this. The topic seemingly stemmed from remarks made about the 24-year-old seen holding her hand recently. She started off to all the people saying stuff about me holding my godmom's hand. Guys, I suffer from anxiety. Like, you all don't know how bad it really is. And we don't because you exude so much confidence. I have really, really bad anxiety. Anytime 
Holly and I are together. What am I doing? I'm holding her hand. And I've noticed that they do hold hands. Anytime I'm out with anybody, whether it's girlfriends or something, I'm holding their hands. My godmom is like, she is my safe haven and my safe space. And she has to stop wearing rings sometimes because I'm squeezing her hand so hard. Bailey's session of transparency progressed that she mentioned her dislike for the public commenting on her loved ones in an ill manner. I'm pretty sure it was really hard for her to see like the vow and evil things people were saying about her sister um, premiering as the Little Mermaid. Additionally, she brought up the shopping fact, the shocking fact that these days her relationship with her mother and father is estranged, but she refused to say why. That's why I'm saying it's nothing but speculation. We don't know why they're not getting along, but what we can do is send positive vibes that they do, um, that they do work it out. And we leave it at that. We can't also um, clap for Chloe. That was not the thing that um, I wanted to highlight on her. But she does have an endorsement with Pepsi. And it's a really cool uh, commercial. I would have played it on here. But they're singing the song Footloose. So that's copyright, copyright. But it's it's on Instagram. You can go on YouTube and watch it. And it's just a cute little version of Footloose. If you don't know who Footloose is. Uh, it was a movie with Kevin Bacon starting it. And it was the song Everybody Get Loose. Footloose, kick off your Sunday shoes. Wheeze, Louise. Yeah, that was my mother's favorite song, which is why I know that. <laughs> Let's get into commercial before we get into our last two topics of the night. If you've been wondering how you can help the BYLK platform, you want to know more. Here are three ways that you can support my platform. Number one, share. This is the best option because it's free. All you have to do is press the button, share here, share there. And if you want to take it a step further, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you, man. The second thing is we have Kofi, which is a platform where you can donate MHP. $3 at the least. Anything, any money that you have um, given into the platform, we thank you and we appreciate it. No amount is too small and, of course, no amount is too big. And then the third thing subscribe to our mailing list another great thing also all of the content that is in the newsletter will not always be posted on social media as always thank you for your support and if be sure to be kind to yourself and yourself all right all right all right all right all right sharing is caring if you're watching this video if you care please share all right, so let's get into our next topic. It is Miss Danny Lay. Last time that Danny Lay was on the platform, it was that most embarrassing, um, I don't know, Instagram live between her and the baby. And it looks like, um, yeah, people, she's still kind of rubbing people the wrong way, but this ended in a, um, in a more happier ending. So let's get to the beginning. So radio host Kendra G says Danny Lee tried to get her removed from her interview at the station, but producers asked the interview all together. And let's get into this. She was really, really mad about it. Who be our person of the day award goes, goes to Denny Lay. Lay. Let, Let me tell you why. Denny Lay is in the city of Chicago. Chicago. I don't know why. Probably got high school parents. Who the hell knows? But, but she was set to do an interview with the morning show, show and she requested that I, Kendra G, be removed from the interview because she was uncomfortable talking to me. Girlfriend, this ain't why I'm out. You ain't going to be Simone Me. Now your whole interview has been canceled, but I'm trying to figure out 
Why didn't you want to talk to me in the first place? place? I, I asked you on the radio, radio defending, defending your honor. I really felt the way when your baby, baby daddy played, played you on that infamous IG Live, and I defended you on the radio. Now, shout out to be Simone, who I know in real life, rock with in real life, but I actually understood why you didn't want to do Wild Wild with her. But I'm still trying to figure out why the hell you didn't want to talk to me. Now, are you nervous? I'm going to ask you the questions that need to be asked. Like, are you still sleeping with your baby daddy after he beat your brother up and played you on the IG Live? And you know what? I probably would have asked you that question. Because I, I need, need to know. Because if you forgave him, that means I need to forgive him. Are you nervous? I was gonna bring up that whack ass Lillibone song. Girl, I don't care. You can make a song about your skin tone and celebrate it. I love being a dark skin woman. Ain't no whack ass song like that gonna make me insecure about my complexion. Are you nervous that I was gonna ask you like, how did it feel to be a girlfriend thinking you was better than all the baby mamas just to become a baby mama and get treated worse? And you, and you know, know what, what DNA? I probably want to ask you all those questions because guess, guess what? what? That's, that's my job. job. That's, that's what I do. I ask the questions that the people want to know. Maybe you should focus on your job, be in the studio and make a hit. And we can't talk about your music and not about your personal life. That's not my fault that your personal life is more relevant than your music. That's your fault. You arrive here trying to get people removed from interviews. It don't go down like that. Now you missed out on the opportunity to have a radio interview on number one urban station in Chicago. And guess what? This, this opportunity, opportunity might not come around, around again, again because the music ain't popping. So, so with that, that being said, said sit your goofy ass down. So she had all the energy for Danny Lay, like all the energy. So I was like, I must have been under a rock because I missed the whole Danny Lay and Simone uh, B situation or B Simone situation. So I literally had to look that up. I don't know how I missed this. But apparently, um, courtesy of Complex.com, um, in an Instagram in the Instagram live stream, Danny Lay, this happened a while ago, September, oh not that far. In an Instagram live stream, Danny Lay has had has addressed claims that she had comedian B. Simone pulled from her episode of Wild and Out. It was never a demand, she said, admitting that she had some issues with Simone. I don't know why the blogs are putting out that I demanded B. Simone not to be in Wild and Out. That wasn't the case. Wild and Out asked me. I love Wild and Out shows, and I always supported Nick Cannon. I always supported the comedians on the show. Shortly before she addressed the situation, Hollywood Unlocked accused Danny Lay of laughing off the idea that she demanded the removal of Simone. In an interview with Tamara Hall earlier this week, Simone revealed that Danny Lay made the request to film her episode without her present. During the same interview, she said that the singer is not that mature, even if she understands why she made the request. Mm. Me and B. Simone are not cool, so I just my team asked if she doesn't do the episode that i do respectfully it was never anything to be like that i'm a diva i don't want i thought it'd be more mature to not have us sitting next to each other on the show making it mad awkward and uncomfortable danny lay explained i'm protecting my peace i'm protecting my heart on the situation it wasn't petty she was actually there so i'm sure she got paid it wasn't to take nobody from nobody's pocket but if you're saying don't come on the show and what if she gets paid per episode you did mess with her pocket so anyway um uh one eternity later they uh the kendra and danny lay made up and this is uh what they had to say this is courtesy of the jasmine brand again we both were telling our truth as in she genuinely didn't know about the interview. I routine genuinely conveyed that she did not want me a part of the interview, which then 
promote me to do that video. Girl, you hit me for like, I don't. If you hit me for like after that, she hit me up though. I understand. She did. She did. Joy in my heart and what that that energy that the video brought to you. I don't have joy in my heart. It was just that that was my truth. You know, this is what I do, and for someone to say that. Speak on her behalf and tell my radio station that she's not comfortable interviewing with me. She'll do with other people. You know, I'm going to go hard and paint. I understood. She always asked for me too. And that was the thing. As a, as a woman, you know, there were certain things that you live life in front of the world. And I'm a woman. I made mistakes in dating past, but there was no camera following so they're yes. yes. Okay. So these two made. So there was a there's a sympathy that I do have for you in that way, and there's only things you're gonna learn in the journey of dating. It's just that you're doing it in front of the world. So I do have a sympathetic quality in my heart. But then you know, girl, when I feel like I'm being attacked, I'm gonna attack. Well, Chicago. I just wanna say this. We talked. Um. People, people behind the scenes did some things they shouldn't have did. And we're not going to be, I mean, we, we, there's certain names we just can't share, but she did not know, but I genuinely was told that her team spoke for her, but they didn't spoke for her. So, but we probably need that every shot because I got the actual story. I already know. I don't know if you want to answer the Uh, Danny Lay was confused about that read yesterday. She said, okay, this isn't true. What's up, y'all? What's going on? I've never heard anything about this interview. So it looks like she denied, you know, saying that she couldn't be on um, WGCI with Kendra G. Um, however, she didn't deny the B. Simone thing because she wanted to protect her peace. I can understand that. But let's make sure you didn't mess up her bag on top of that. So, um, so yeah, Danny Lay, I'm glad that it was some positive going on because she's always in a in a negative light so it was good to see her in a positive light there because women can actually talk out a situation and fix it um there's that connotation out that we can't get along but we actually can that's why i always say if cardi b and nikki was locked in a room and they can really air out what they're mad about which is probably nothing or they forgot about it you know it might it might work out because she didn't hit cardi a friend did so it's like I mean, we're adults. Life's too short and we're stronger in numbers and we have to show that women are not just catty and that we can't reconcile. So it was good to see that those two ladies reconcile. So let's get to our last, last ep um, episode. Let's get to our last topic here. And it was Aretha Franklin. May she rest in peace. The queen of soul has been trending and I've been trying to pass over it, but it is everywhere. Un apparently unsealed documents revealed that Aretha Franklin was tracked by the FBI for 40 years. So the FBI, the FBI recently declassified their file on the late Aretha Franklin. It shows that they collected information about the legendary singer from 67 to 2007. They used fake phone calls, infiltration, and surveillance in an attempt to gauge how involved she was with the civil rights move movement, communism, and the black power movement. 
The document, which was released in early September, contains 270 pages and includes reports from more than a dozen states. It shows that the FBI extensively tracked Franklin's activism and particularly her friendships with um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Angela Davis. According to NPR, the document lists three death threats made against the Queen of Soul and even includes infringements of her music and performances. And this is not the first time this has happened to a singer. Um, this happened a lot during that time for singers if they sung things that might incite a riot or like you know, was or a protest or something. The FBI was all in the fouls trying to stop, trying to stop the music. Um, so yeah, I, I just I wasn't surprised, but I was just like, hmm, okay. All this is talking about the BET Awards. We'll get on that tomorrow. <laughs> so um, going to the next thing, I found. Um, I here's a little gripe. So I actually have a Rolling Stone subscription. So I tried to sign on to the Rolling Stone subscription and I can't remember my username or the email or the password. So I ended up finding, so I couldn't read the rest of it because if you go to Rolling Stones, they actually stop you from reading it if you don't have a subscription. So um, I curbed my anger and found a video, a video instead. So this is also um, from Rolling Stones and I don't know if I could play this. So what I'll do is put my little disclaimer here where it says copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Let's get into the video. For decades, the FBI collected information about the Queen of Soul, they, they were, were using, using uh, false phone calls, calls surveillance, surveillance infiltration, infiltration, everything that they wanted, highly placed sources, tracking her ongoings. And Franklin's FBI file, it's some 270 pages long, peppered with phrases like black extremists, pro-communist, hate America radical, radical violence, and militant black power, and overflowing with suspicion about the singer, her work, and the other activists and entertainer with whom she spent time. Now, the FBI monitored Franklin's interactions with uh, other civil rights leaders. Franklin's work on behalf of civil rights and her association with Martin Luther King Jr., Angela Davis, and other social justice revolutionaries became a preoccupation of the FBI with the singer's addresses, phone numbers, and activities regularly tracked by agents, according to the documents obtained by Rolling Stone. Now, among those documents that were obtained is a 1968 document discussing funeral plans for MLK Jr., calling it a racial situation. And are you serious? Further note, Sammy Davis Jr., which is uh, Aretha Franklin of this group, um, some have supported militant black power concepts. Performance at MLK Memorial by these prominent entertainers would provide emotional spark, which could ignite racial disturbance in this area. So it couldn't have been the fact that he was murdered. It could have never been that, right? But of course, the FBI could find no evidence of Aretha Franklin being an extremist, Shocking. probably because she was a singer and she happened to also be a black woman who liked to use her voice to help uh, elevate black people, given the oppressions in our society. Yeah, exactly. This also for Rolling Stone. 
The FBI, the agency also tried and failed to connect Franklin to the Black Liberation Army and other so-called radical movements. In one case, the FBI details her 1971 contract with Atlantic Records just in case agents could link Franklin's business dealings to the Black Panther Party. Despite the four decades of surveillance and hundreds of pages of notes, the Bureau ultimately never discovered anything linking Queen of Soul to any type of extremist or radical activities. Yeah, the FBI uh, was tracking uh, an act, uh, singer, a uh, woman. She's acted in a few movies, movies, but come on. She was an entertainer, but she happened to be a black woman. And the agenda of the FBI monitoring black celebrities, that is nothing new. It's just now we're learning the depth of it. So also this, from the very early days of the civil rights movement and through today, the government has been known to keep tabs on prominent black leaders, entertainers and activists and scores of other celebrities involved in the anti-war of social or social justice movements or whom J. Edgar Hoover thought it might be beneficial to collect dirt about. Yeah, that's right. We couldn't just live our lives. The thought that we might actually rise up and fight against the system, rise up and fight against oppression, even if it's just in terms of fighting in a way that is nonviolent, speaking up, rising up, thinking better of ourselves and knowing what our worth is and refusing to take less. That was something that was considered an affront to the FBI and also our government. Yes, this is how they treated black people. And this is also how they continue to treat black people. Because if you think they're not still monitoring, you're out of your mind, Jessica. Well, yeah, you have all these people that's just randomly getting locked up. Very clear that the okay, so that is um that is um what she had to say, and that was pretty much everything in a nutshell on the subscription that I paid for that I couldn't get into. I'm really trying to change that so you can see me. So um, so I wanted to uh just see if there was anything else on this. And I found one last um, article courtesy of Outlook, and it saws. FBI spent 40 years watching Aretha. We read about the 270-page um, documentation that they had, um, her singing at MLK's memorial. Um, the agency failed in attempts to connect the think hitmaker to the Black Liberation Army. Radical groups, this is what we just heard. Um, Aretha's son, Kat Franklin, is unsure whether the singer knew she was under surveillance. That's what I was wondering. Like, did she know she was under surveillance? So when she did receive these these threats, did she even know where they was coming from? So, she, so he says, I'm not sure if my mother was aware that she was being targeted by the FBI and follow. I do know that she had absolutely nothing to hide, though. It does make me feel a certain way knowing that the FBI had her targeted and wanted her wanted to know her every move. But at the same time, knowing my mother and the way she ran her business, I know she had nothing to hide so that they wouldn't have found anything. And they were wasting their time. As you see, they found nothing at all. Some documents. Um indicated there may be additional material in the FBI's possession and Rolling Stone have asked them to make available any and all additional records. The FBI has yet to commit or comment on the report. So many things that, especially during that time, that they could have been doing or investigating, like the crack epidemic, you know, things of that sort, um, actual civil rights, <laughs> you know, um, fighting, fighting for justice, you know, for for people of color. Yet we are following the singer, and that's the same thing that happened with Billie Holiday. It happened with a lot of uh, prominent black artists because they didn't want to incite emotion or incite, 
you know, a ride. And I feel like this has been the theme of the whole <laughs> of the whole um episode, which wasn't on purpose, but just a lot of being silenced, so just a lot of hush hush on things, you know, let's not incite emotion of injustice, but it is it is emotional. And it's not, of course, it's not emotional to those that's not going through it. So that's why it's like, oh, let's hush, hush. But you can't hush, hush things that we see all the time. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, it's it's thrown in our face constantly, like all the time. Even with microaggressions, when we go in stores, when we go to work, when we walk down the street, it 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 it's everywhere, you know. And it's emotional. And at this point, I think us as a people are like tired of it not that we ever were excited about it but it's like at the point of come on you know what i'm saying just people that want to do regular things i would like to go in a store and not be you know followed around or i would like to walk by a car a car and somebody's not locking the door because it's danger or big black guys who are like five three you know like <laughs> five three men are called big black black guys by um, like just peace just peace you know, peace and equality. We're, we're not even asking to like be above. We're just asking for equality. So yes, that is emotional. So you want us to just suppress how we feel and be okay with it? No, no. Anyway, so <laughs> that is basically, that was basically this whole episode by accident. But um, uh, thank you again for spending uh, 59. No, it just hit an hour. I was trying to wait for midnight so I can play the it's morning thing, but I don't have nothing else to say. So uh, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Thank you for spending an hour with me. You could have possibly been with anybody else, but you decided to spend your Wednesday, nope, Tuesday night with me. So because it's Tuesday, I will be here tomorrow and I'll remind myself that it's Wednesday. So I do show up for the job <laughs> tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern time. If you are on, uh, on YouTube, please subscribe, Twitch, follow. All my monikers are up there. Hit the notification and the like button for me while you're there. And until next time, don't forget to be kind to yourself and each other. Bye.